What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Reek No Soups. I'm your host, Tyreek. Be sure to leave a like and subscribe if you are new. It helps out the channel a lot. And this is a place where we talk all about NBA basketball. So if you love hoops, this is the place for you. And last week, I made a tweet that said, comment your best NBA hot takes for this upcoming season. It's crazy to think that tomorrow will be the start of basketball, the start of a brand new season. Um, I'm excited. I know you guys are excited. And I'm excited to see some of the hot takes that you guys gave me under my tweet. So let's go ahead and get into it. This first one comes from my guy, D-Knight. Uh, he says the Knicks regress and they miss the playoffs. Um, that's an interesting one because I've been seeing a lot of mixed opinions on the Knicks. I still think the Knicks are going to be a good team. Um, I like the moves that they made in the offseason. I think they got better as a basketball team, honestly. Um, Evan Fournier is an upgrade from Reggie Bullock. Even though they bring similar th uh, different things to the table, Evan Fournier is more of a scorer, where Bullock was more of a you know 3 and D type of player. I think they needed some perimeter scoring, and that's why a Kemba Walker was a real bargain type of a deal. Getting him for, I think, just $8 million on a one-year deal. I think that could pay off you know big time if Kemba can return somewhat to his like 2020 form. Like he doesn't have to be all the way all star, but like at least you know 80% of what Kemba Walker can be. This Knicks team can be very good. He still got D Rose. Julius Randle now has you know more options around him. He has an Evan Fournier, Kemba, D Rose is back. He has more guys around him that he doesn't have to you know be Superman every night because he was doing that a lot last season, getting triple doubles and stuff like that. A lot more playmakers in New York. I think they're going to be still a good team. The East is packed, so that might be why D-Knight thinks this, that they might, you know, regress and miss the playoffs. But I think the Knicks have a solid foundation, and as long as they're healthy, they're going to be a playoff team. I grouped these two tweets together because they work kind of hand-in-hand. Um, my guy Tyson says, if Portland underachieves again this year, Dame finally asks out. While Omar says, Dame for MVP. Um, I'm going to talk about both sides of this spectrum real quick because I do think I think if Portland is once again like a middle of the pack team and they don't show any significant improvements that they can be a contender, which I don't see that happening this season, but you never really know what could happen. I think Dave should try and request out, but do I think that's going to happen? I don't. I just, Dame's just not, really not that type of dude. He's not that type of guy. I think if he would have did it, it would have been this offseason. Decided not to. Um, he's giving the Blazers another chance to make some moves. I like what they did. They brought in Larry Nance, which was a solid pickup. Um, they gave some guys that, you know, have been kind of left out of other teams. Like, they gave them chances, like Dennis Smith Jr. I believe um, they picked up Cody Zeller this offseason. Like, they picked up some guys that, you know, they're just taking flyers on them, see what they got, what they can provide. Um, I would love, I would just love to see, well, not love to see it because I am a big CJ fan, but them try to trade CJ away for, you know, another, you know, piece that they can put next to Dame. I think this backcourt has run its course, so it would be nice to see a change of scenery if you are still trying to build around Damian Lillard to win the championship. And as far as Omar saying Dame for MVP, I was in the Dame MVP camp going into last season, and I definitely got disappointed because the team underachieved. Um, it, it would take them to be a top three, top four team in the Western Conference or just be one of the best teams you know, in the West in general. Like They would have to be that kind of team. They can't be going around the 6, 7, 8 seed. They have to be a solidified top team. And right now, I just don't see that going into the season. I don't see them being that kind of team. Even though they did improve in some aspects, I still think this team isn't, you know, as good as the Denver, as good as the LA Lakers, the Phoenix Suns, Utah Jazz, and maybe some other teams. Maybe even the Warriors might be better than the Blazers right now. So it's, it's going to be tough for Dame to win the MVP, but one thing about Dame, he's always going to put on a show, you know, during the regular season. Uh, these next two tweets also work hand-in-hand hand about Russell Westbrook. So, that's going to be a big talking point, I think, all season long. Um, 
my guy whose name is this is not this is not my burner. He says Russell averages a triple double, and then Lucas Burner says Russell Westbrook will be a borderline top 35 player by the end of the year. And I would say top 35 for somebody of Russell Westbrook's caliber is not that good. So two different ends of the spectrum. One saying Russ is still going to average his you know elite numbers, averaging a triple double, and then the other says Russ will probably be a you know top 35 player by the end of the year. And this is probably the hardest thing to predict going into this season is the fit of Russell Westbrook with the Lakers. Uh, preseason didn't look great. Uh, the first couple of games, I think he was turning the ball over more than anything. I think he had like 15 turnovers in like two contests. Um, so it's like, I don't know. It's it's going to be a weird fit. But if anybody can figure it out, it would be a LeBron James-led team to figure out how to, you know, orchestrate somebody like Russell Westbrook and make him, you know, a, an effective winning player. Russ said himself, like, He's learned how to be a good player, but he hasn't learned how to be a winning player. And that's, it's great that Russ has been able to, you know, own up to that. I like seeing that. That sounds like growth to me, you know, just from a, man, a mental aspect for Russell Westbrook. Uh, so I think, I think they'll be fine. I think this team will be better suited if Russ is not, you know, putting up the big numbers. If, if he's just being more impactful than, than before, because you can argue sometimes that Russ, he'll get the triple doubles and stuff, but it wasn't an impactful game. He might have shot his team out of the game or made it tough for his team to win the game because he's shooting like four for 20 from the field. I would like to see Russ buy into being that third fiddle. And then on nights where, you know, LeBron needs a rest, that's when we need Russell Westbrook to be Russell Westbrook. Um, but still, I think regardless, I I'm excited to see this Lakers team because it's pretty much a whole new unit outside of, you know, LeBron and AD and like THC. Those are only three guys that were really there last year. Like it's pretty much a new team all around them. They have a Whole new roster. They got some old names back from the championship team. So it's going to be an exciting, you know, wild ride for this L.A. Lakers team all season. And, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Uh, opening night tomorrow, we'll definitely get to see how they play. I like me some award predictions. Uh, if you missed my video from yesterday, I gave my award prediction. So make sure you tune into that one. This is my guy Malik. He says Rudy Gobert still wins Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I said I think AD is going to win Defensive Player of the Year, but I got Rudy like definitely near the top of the discussion just because of how impactful he is regular season-wise on the defensive side of the ball. He's super impactful. He's one of the reasons why that Utah Jazz team is always one of the top teams in the Western Conference. And I think you know Utah is going to be still very good this season, and a lot of that's going to be you know because of Rudy Gobert on the defensive side. So you know that's that's his award to lose and you know essentially Ben Simmons had a great defensive season last last year but you know Rudy Gobert is just that good as a defensive player when it comes to you know regular season basketball in the playoffs he's definitely had his his knocks against him but he's still a good defender in the postseason as well so if you have him winning defensive player of the year that's okay I don't know if that's that much of a hot take though but maybe it's not a popular pick because I don't think people are really in the Rudy Gobert camp as a defensive player because of what happens in the postseason. My guy Mike says the Nets and Philly need to make a trade. Kyrie for Ben Simmons. Win-win for both teams. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, I think on paper it would be good. It would be good to see that for both teams. But um, after the entire, you know, last week of, you know, Kyrie Irving and stuff like that with the Nets, I don't see a trade happening anytime soon. I just hope that at some point this season we get to see Kyrie on the court. And as far as the Ben Simmons in Philly, I'm just, I hope that he gets his value up to where it needs to be so he can get traded because I don't see him being in Philly past his regular season. 
and hopefully he gets traded during the season. I would really love to see that happen. See Ben Simmons in a new situation and see Philly get some pieces back that can help them, you know, still try and be a contender in the Eastern Conference. And my guy K says the Bulls or the Miami Heat win the Eastern Conference. This, this is a hot take. This is a hot one. Um, I think the Bulls are going to be a really good team this season. What I've seen in the preseason, I think, can translate. And they haven't even had their entire roster out there yet. They still need a Kobe White to come back. Pat Williams was in and out of the lineup in the preseason. I really love what the Bulls can be. Do I think that they can win the Eastern Conference? No, I don't. But I think they're better than what people are trying to portray them as. People are saying they're only going to win like 40 games this season. I think they're going to be a lot better than that. Um, I think the Miami Heat are a big-time contender in the Eastern Conference, but I don't know if I can see them beating the Brooklyn Nets, even without a Kyrie Irving, and even the Milwaukee Bucks team. I don't know if they can beat those two teams, but they are right there. And they, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they were in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got bounced before then, too. But this is a hot take. I like this. The Bulls, not so much, but I think the Miami Heat are definitely a contender out East. Got another one from Malik. He gave me two hot takes. I appreciate it. Uh, this one's a little more a little more hot for real. Uh, R.J. Barrett, most improved player. Um, what would Elite look like for R.J. Barrett this season? Because he put up some solid numbers last year. I think it was like 17 or 18 points per game. Shot 40% from three. Um, so, like, what is a most improved player? Like, does that look like 20, 21 points per game? Or just him being, like, you know, the real second fiddle still on that Knicks team? That's, that's really what the jump is going to look like. He has to be that kind of guy. I think R.J. Barrett gets a lot of um, hate, and I don't really know why. He gets so much hate. Um, personally, I'm I'm a North Carolina basketball fan, so he went to Duke. I have every reason not to like him, but I I like him as an NBA player, man. And he's he's improved um, from from his rookie season to his second year. He improved drastically. So, what another leap that would be you know pretty sensational to see him take another step going into year three. Um, that he will be a big piece to the Knicks being you know still a playoff team. If he takes a step forward, they should definitely be a playoff team. If he takes a step back or just stays where he's at. That might be maybe where some regression could happen with the Knicks. But a lot is predicated on what R.J. Barrett can be this season. And my guy Josh says Jalen Green for Rookie of the Year. Uh, I don't think this is a hot take because I got Jalen Green winning Rookie of the Year. I think people are pretty split on Kay Cunningham and Jalen Green on who's going to win this award. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I just, I said Jalen Green because I think he's going to shoot. He's going to shoot a lot of shots. He's going to score a lot of points this season. And... You know, he's going to be fun to watch. He's going to be showtime down there in Houston. I think Houston's going to be one of the more enjoyable, you know, 20-win teams that we've ever seen in NBA history. So, not a hot take in my opinion, but a good take because I, I got Jalen Green winning rookie of the year too. This is a solid one. Uh, Wade says, Paul George, MVP candidate. Um, I was talking with some guys on this podcast that I do called The Fast Break. Y'all should definitely tune into that. Link is in the, in the description. But we were talking about... Um, you know, just how wide open the MVP race is in general. We named, like, probably, like, 10 different candidates. And I brought up Paul George. I'm like, what if the Clippers are, you know, like a four, a three or four seed in the Western Conference and Paul George is killing? Like, why couldn't he be in the MVP discussion, too? And I think that's a very valid, I believe that's a very valid, you know, thing that could happen if the Clippers are really are still a good team with no Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is leading that pack. I don't see why Paul, I don't see why he shouldn't be in the MVP discussion. Um... Maybe bring out the MVP G13 uh, posters again because, you know, the West, like, outside of, like, I, I would say the Lakers, the Suns, and the Jazz, and maybe the Nuggets, maybe the Nuggets, I think, in my opinion, I think the West is, I think it's, like, I don't really think there's any teams that are, like, solidified. You can argue the Warriors, 
Um, you can argue, you know, Portland. I think the Clippers are still going to be a good team. I really do. And I'm probably forgetting some names because that's just how stacked the Western Conference is. But I, I don't think it will be too far-fetched for the Clippers to possibly be a top-five team out West. And maybe, you know, if, if things go their way, they could possibly jump up to, you know, you know home court advantage. You never really know. That's just how the West is. And if last season is like anything that's telling, um, the West is pretty much unpredictable. And speaking of the Warriors, uh, my guy JGS says the Golden State Warriors win the Western Conference. This this is a hot one because I'm I'm not big on the Warriors right now because I don't know what Klay Thompson is gonna look like when he comes back. I don't know what Klay Thompson is gonna look like when he's come back. When he comes back, he hasn't played basketball in so long. Like he hasn't played basketball in over two years. That is a long time to not be playing basketball. Now the bright side is he's not somebody that uses his athleticism really. You know, on either side of the floor, he's just a solid positional defender, and he is a great you know jump shooter. He comes off screens. He's a great, amazing jump shooter. But he's had two of the worst injuries that a basketball player can have in ACL and in Achilles. That's asking him a lot to come back. And we need you to be Klay Thompson, you know, before KD was here. We need you to get back to that form. You know, 21, 22 points per game. We need you to get back to that. That's asking him a lot. Hopefully a guy like Jordan Poole can step up. We'll see how Wiggins, you know, plays. Hopefully we get the good Wiggins. We'll see what Draymond's like this season. Of course, Steph is probably going to be killing as always. But I don't see them being... In my opinion, I don't see them being a top three team in the in the Western Conference. I, I really don't. Um, it it really depends on like some of the signings they made. Like if Otto Porter banks, you know, is a win for them. Like for the vet minimum, which I think they signed him for. If that's a good you know signing and they get you know 2017 Otto Porter, maybe you know that can boost them a little bit. But I don't see them winning the Western Conference at all. And I'm gonna just read this one off because this is my guy. My guy Travis says Duncan Robinson for MVP. No, <laughs> no. But yeah, that's that's the hot takes that you guys gave me. Um, if you want to be involved in the next video, make sure you're following me on Twitter because that's where I really post, you know, where I want to be interactive with, with you guys. So make sure you follow me on Twitter. The link is always in my description. And let's see how these hot takes hold up over the course of the season. But, you know, like we said in the intro, basketball is back tomorrow. I'm excited. I know y'all excited. It's going to be a great season, and we're going to make a lot of growth here on this channel, too. So make sure you're subscribed to enjoy the journey with me. And we're going to be on the way to the top, but I appreciate y'all once again, and I'm out. Peace.